You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra between our main apps. Brought to you by Holly Morgan and her husband. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom, he's also here. She's really most sincerely dead. Oh, you had us on the ropes there. (laughs) Oh, squeaky bum. Oh, which you'll find out from next week's episode, which we've got already in the can. Which we recorded on the day after. Yeah. yeah. On November the 4th, and we were very uncertain as to what the outcome would be. Mm-hmm. Well, he got more votes than none, which is obviously very disappointing. Yeah. He should have had none votes, and he had 70 million, was it? Yeah. Yeah. But to, to misquote the Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. I'm the cause, but not the symptom. The end of a. Uh, Oh, yeah. Lots of work to be done, guys. (laughs) But shall we take the wins where we can? And shall we enjoy the fact that he (laughs) did a fucking press conference in a garden (laughs) (laughs) centre? We were just talking about, like, the book ending of ridiculous things that happened during this four years of horror. Do you remember how no one would play his inauguration and he tried to get a Bruce Springsteen tribute band and they said no, so he had to have Smash Mouth and then no one came. <laughs> and then, then he stopped it off with a press conference next to a dildo shop. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing it. And we were, we were, and people were surprised that he couldn't handle a pandemic response. <laughs> they can't fucking book a conference room. I can do that. <laughs> So, yes, a very good day for democracy. <laughs> very good week for democracy. And your birthday. And it was my birthday, yeah. The I day t- that they announced it. It was. I got the best present ever. Thank you so much, guys. Oh. Um, yeah, absolutely thrilled. Yeah. Thank you to our American listeners. Thank you to our American fingers listeners. Fingers crossed contributed to Holly's birthday present. Yeah. Very kind of you. Very kind of you. Thank you so much. Um, the British public, however, fucked it up because they once again proved that British people can't vote. The results of Little Mix the Search were a disgrace. <laughs> but we will get to that when we do the Weekend Diva. So, so, we got some lovely feedback from our episode with Lucy McCormick on Paris Hilton. Yeah, one of the nicest things that people have been saying about it is that someone that they would otherwise find challenging, to say mm, the least. Challenging, yeah. Paris, that is, not Lucy. <laughs> but that they really enjoyed just sort of digging a little bit more into that story and kind of trying to find a different take on her life which is obviously not the easiest thing to countenance but it also Mm. felt very appropriate at the time for us to release an episode on November the 3rd about a close family friend Mm. of the uh those of the show will not be named who have just been kicked out of their jobs and also like to sort of just dig in a little bit to that sort of idea of like American privilege Mm. and the way that that it's sort of viewed and about the American dream and things like that and sort of I just think it was really nice to kind of have that I mean that conversation was actually recorded a little while ago yeah but it felt very prescient in terms of the way that what we were talking about given the day that it happened uh, given the day that we released it in the end and yeah it was really good to listen to back to it with this sort of a week later mm. and yeah lucy is uh 
running some workshops via the Soho uh, Theatre on uh, writing comedy. So if you want to go over to, I think it's on, you can find them on her Instagram and on uh, the Soho Theatre website. Yeah, you can follow her at Lucy underscore Muck. That's her Twitter handle. And yeah, you should have um, some details about the course that she's running there alongside other greats like uh, friend of the pod, Ahir Shah mm-hmm. and diva Kiri Pritchard-McLean, who we are big fans of because we saw her live and she was hilarious. Yes. But also hosts an excellent po- murder podcast. You might rival. have heard of it. <laughs> but it's to- very popular. <laughs> the OG, uh, two white women talking about murder podcasts. See, I thought that's why people didn't know about All Killing a Villa so much because everyone watches listen to the murder one mm. uh, was it my favorite my murder? favorite murder we now go live to rich's bitch which this week he managed to first send accidentally to his colleague tom morgan <laughs> can't imagine what he must have thought about this oh my god Hey, 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 just sending you a little bitch while I'm thinking about it. Made some notes. Uh, Paris Hilton, what an interesting episode. Like, not an interesting person, but a really interesting episode. I've never really paid her much thought because, like, I don't know, she seems kind of bland to me. And so, like, people who have great success but are born out of massive privilege and wealth, like, that's not the story I'm looking for. It's not the narrative arc I need, so I don't really engage with it. Like, I'm not someone who makes hating the Kardashians their entire personality, but equally... I'm, I'm unmoved by them. You know, God bless. Like, you know, no one's untalented and undeserving. Well, no, they are undeserving. But, you know, do you. Like, get take what you've got and make it work. But um, it just doesn't tickle my pickle. Um, so, yeah, very interesting to hear Paris Hilton talked about within the context of feminism, gender performance, queer identity. I like, I don't really agree. I think she's actually just quite bland and self-involved. But, you know, I'm open to all POVs. So, well done, everyone. Um, I'm midway through the Little Mix album, uh, it's really good I'm just really happy Confetti's the current favourite but I'm only on track 7 so we'll see um, I had something else to say I'm going to pause and come back to you oh yeah um, when you were talking about The Simple Life it reminded me that everyone should watch We're Here which is a HBO show so probably on Sky here not sure um, but it's with Bob the Drag Queen Shangela and Eureka and they go to like small town America and it's that similar thing with Simple Life where it's like fish out of water culture clash but it's not it's not as silly it's actually more moving it's very like queer eye and it's like celebration of queerness and identity it's just it's really good and I, I'm a big fan um, and mm, looking at my list looking at my list oh why is everybody so willing to trust Beyonce with these codes like I know she like over the last six years she's not put a foot wrong she's flawless but she wasn't like she's made some bad choices like we all saw Miss Tina's outfits that she presumably willingly slipped herself into and, and like her acting career like can we talk about she's not she's not unable to make bad choices is all I'm saying Oh, God. I love you, Beyonce. <laughs> hot, hot gay panic at the end there. <laughs> I think Ridge and I both uh, overstepped the mark this, this episode. <laughs> I came for Kylie, he came for Bay. Oh, the new Vogue is everything. Uh, it's the attention to detail. She was on a Zoom for 12 hours with Edwin Enfield from Vogue. At some point, he interviewed her. And the interview, I'm not going to lie, it's, I I think, she, I, well, obviously she creates, curates her content quite a lot, doesn't she? So it does feel, it doesn't feel like it's a scoop. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> She's, it's, it's just some regal, beautiful, inspiring words from Beyonce. Amazing. The images, oh, 12 hours worth of, Beyonce wearing outfits which have been specifically curated and designed for her so like McQueen have put something in there's oh my god and and they are 
they are flawless. There's an amazing picture of her when she hasn't got her makeup on. And she's just, you just, oh my God, just marvel at her beauty. And ugh, get the new copy of Vogue. It's only two quid. Yeah. It's only bloody two quid at the moment. Very reasonable. Yeah. It's excellent deets all round. Yeah. Superb. Well, should we go now live to Chris's coincidence? Let's do it. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, hi there. Um, I was just listening to your podcast about Paris Hilton, and I thought I'd better get in touch because I was in the middle of it, and I just realised there was actually a bit of an interesting coincidence because I've actually been to Paris several times on holiday. Um, and the last time I went to Paris, I actually stayed in a, a hotel that was part of a major international hotel chain. Yeah, it was um, it was the Radisson. What a coincidence! <sighs> Spooky as ever. <clears throat> just so. I just I thought now Halloween was over, I wouldn't have to feel chills like that anymore. I know. But honestly, apparently it's not just the cold that's seeping in; it's it's those coincidences. Full body chills. It's going to be a long winter. If <laughs> <laughs> it keeps on like that. Yeah, you need your winter fuel allowance. <laughs> The Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva. Great. What's been going on, Hals? Oh, all kinds. <laughs> all sorts. I tell you what, it's been a massive week. It's been a massive week. It's been a big week. We've had a lot on. <laughs> I mean, obviously the world has had yeah, a big week. World's had a lot on. Uh, we've been <laughs> very carefully watching the news. Um, CNN was a definite contender for my Diva of the Week. I know. Especially John King, who got five hours sleep over four days. Oh, Anderson Cooper looked immaculate. Oh. Everyone's got such a hot nut for the CNN guys. Everyone's absolutely, like, throthing at the gusset about them. It's just amazing. Just the, the constant chat, but, like, never How seeming to lose it? any of the energy. Tell you what, next time a fascist tries to get in the White House, get one of the CNN guys filibustering, sorted. I tell you what. Uncle Mitch, consort of... Auntie Debs. Ultimate Diva Auntie Debs. Mm. Um, he's been on the CNN bandwagon for years. Yeah, absolutely. He has it on in the kitchen almost all day. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I'm a convert to CNN big time. Me too. I'm going to have it on in the background whenever I need. Key race alert. Panda watch. <laughs> so good. Also, bit of triv, hot triv. Um, Jake Shears, who, for reasons I will announce at the end of the podcast, I've been doing lots of research on... <laughs> Uh, dated Anderson Cooper. Get out. Yep. I did know that. I know you did because we've <laughs> recorded a podcast on him. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Stay tuned for a hot release. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely iconic work. Meanwhile in the Deezerverse. Oh, that's the thing. It's like amazing that we've managed to cram so much in. Mm-hmm. But mm. I tell you what, for me, bumper week from the music. New music. Let's kick off with Little Mech, shall we? Oh, can I save it because it's my favourite one? Of course you can. <laughs> Kylie's new album. Kylie's new album. Kylie also did a, a live stream from Brighton as oh. well. Just delighting the nation. So great. Look, again, she's not my Dave. She's not my Dave, but that's fine. She's not my Dave, and Rich and I nearly fell out about it recently. Yeah, that was um, tense. Although, she's done a U-turn on it. Oh. <laughs> not, not, on, not on saying basically, like, why have you not been listening to what, Kylie? Like the Tory party and feeding children. The Tory party on any of their policies, yeah. you mean? On Sunday morning, just casually dropping that they're going to do what they're told <laughs> by the great British public for once. Yeah. yeah, so Richard previously admonished me for choosing now this album mm. to suddenly do a U-turn on, on Kylie. She upbraided you. She did. She hauled you over the coals. She was 
vicious. Livid. She she gave me a, a dressing down. She did actually. And then I was <laughs> not came to her senses, but then decided walked it back. <laughs> walked it back only on the basis that this album was a fine time to choose to like Kylie because now she's decided that actually she really does like the album and it slaps. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad we came full circle on that. Um, it it does. It it is. It absolutely slaps. It's brilliant. I've been saying that since Magic. Yeah. Came out. Actually, yeah. was that the second? Magic's the lead single. It's the first track on the album. Yeah. But it was the first single that came yeah. out, not the second one. I think so. Both of them. I've loved both of them. Yeah. Brilliant. Living. If it wasn't our first, excellent or fine. It was. Great. I don't think we had a name for it. It was the week when we were um, <laughs> we were really pissed Workshop off. Workshop again. Because we've been. Uh, had to go and do some family obligations in the middle of a pan, panny day right. and we did not have good grace about it um <laughs> have you have you got a, a oh for i'm excellent, getting to it excellent fine yeah you have got one okay yeah. cool um so yeah so the album i think i really enjoyed it you don't like it quite so much the full album the carly album i just look i'm gonna be honest i live for an 80s diva with a higher timbre <laughs> je t'aime cindy lorps Mm-hmm. Madonna is my religion. Early match. Early match. Kylie's voice at times I find don't at me insipid. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure. Um, and I like the breathier work, like slow, absolute all time banger. Also, you can mix a slow with any song. If you ever ever wanted to do, do you remember in like the last decade? Mashups were a thing that everyone was obsessed with. Yeah, we loved a mashup, didn't we? And it sounds so retro. That sounds like saying, do you remember like when we used to use a Walkman to say mashup now, doesn't it? Although my excellent or fine is arguably a mashup. <laughs> um but uh yeah, you could put you could put slow under anything and it would sound amazing. Yes. Those are my thoughts on Kylie's new album. Oh. I, I, I really like I mean I I haven't listened to it enough to truly come down hard. But I knew I liked the lead singles. I knew that it had given me a new lease of interest in Kylie. Yeah. Which is always a good thing. I love her. I absolutely love her. She is an absolute icon. I adore Kylie. All the love for Kylie. Just potentially would prefer someone else to sing the songs. I feel like I've gone too hard on this. <laughs> do you want to walk it back? <laughs> do you want to do a Rich Hawkins? I think I've got to do Rich Hawkins on this, knowing our our, <laughs> our listenership. I think I'm going to find myself drubbed publicly. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's my diva Achilles heel. I'm so sorry. It is. It is, isn't it? Actually, you don't have many of those, but that it really is the one, the one sore thumb, isn't it? I know. I do really. I've, I feel terrible. Don't worry about it. Um, also, in terms of the album stakes, it's been released this week. Uh, November the 6th, there was the release. Uh, Brie Runway's new album. Mm. Um, so uh, get yourself over to Spotify to check out the new album. 2000 and Forever, which is an absolute dynamite. You haven't listened to it yet, have you? No. Oh, my fucking goat. Really? So the lead single off at ATM features none other than Missy Misdemeanor. Oh, hello. So Missy's uh, on the, the lead single off it. Is it the lead single? Maybe not. But um, ATM is an absolute fucking banger off that album. Um, Brie Runway, Hackneyborn, British. Yes. Um, yeah, so get yourself over to that album because it's one of my favourite albums and I've been listening to it on rapé. Oh, excellent. I shall put that into my, my confetti rotation. <laughs> You've got a couple more weeks on confetti, I would imagine, so it's fine if you don't want to listen to it before the next Little Diva. <laughs> it is what it is. Right, Little Mix, confetti, is... <sighs> Banger to banger to banger. 
bumper. It's so good. Kicks off with breakup songs. Yes, please. Or breakup song. Breakup song. Then holiday. Then sweet melody. Oh, it's just absolutely iconic. Yeah. Their folks do not quit. Unlike potentially. Stop it. No. Okay. okay. Too soon. It's too soon. Okay. It's still the news. Keep keep on track. Keep on track with the album. The album is fantastic. Yeah. They show their range. They show how current they are. They show the they show their peerless range. There is no one that can come. I don't think any girl band can come for them on the Vokes. I don't think it ever has. No. And uh, it's also like, it's really retro as well, but also really modern and current. Mm-hmm. It's like Little Mix, they know, who they, they know who they're talking to. They're talking to people like us who are like, hmm, sounds a bit 80s, living for it. Okay, modern music as well, I'll take it. It's everything. I wonder how they work that out. I wonder if that's intentional, just in the sense of the songwriters are going like, they, they have the most remarkable variety of fans yeah probably unlike almost any other artist working in the market at the moment Mm -hmm. like the broad coalition Mm -hmm. of little mix fans yeah is rivaled only by i'd say the biden harris campaign yeah um yeah they're absolutely everything can we talk about the search now (laughs) yes seems like a good time as any the search has been the greatest television triumph (laughs) i can remember Okay, there, I said it. And that's what makes the end of the search so upsetting. <laughs> a, that it's ending, and B, what, I've, had, I've taken a delve into Little Mix Twitter. It is scary. It's a frightening place. It's a frightening place. Look, we're all concerned. Where is Jessie? Why? Unexplained. She's ill? Okay, it's all feeling very Jerry, and I'm shook. It has got huge ginger spice energy about it from the minute they came out on friday night in those pods looking like spinal tap (laughs) and and then i would say in a rare misstep for the styling of the mix the the sort of futuristic sainsbury's bag (laughs) style attire it's a bit pound land chromatica wasn't it was a little bit yeah but then the vokes obviously took it up to the next lev the fact that Little Mix couldn't have made it clearer that they wanted the public to vote for Nostalgia and the public didn't do what they said is an absolute disgrace. This is why we shouldn't let the public decide things. This is why we shouldn't allow voting. <laughs> yep, they get it wrong. In this country, we seem to get it wrong. Why, why, why did the great British public decide they wanted the four white boys? It, it, you were given a directive... <laughs> You were given a mandate by your mix and you fucked it up, guys. You really fucked it up. I'm sorry, I'm not usually one for autocracy, but when the little mix speak, do what you're fucking told. Exactly. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. Right, we go now live to uh, Walthamstow where a very distressed James Rowland has got something to say. I've got a new theory, which is I am convinced that Perry's tinsely tentacle that she had in her head is sentient. It is an alien life form, and it is controlling Little Mix to make bad decisions. Okay. I am very annoyed about this, because since September, uh, well, there's the Irish guy who can't sing in tune. Very flat. Very flat. Very charming. Very flat. There is 
the man who I'm convinced that blonde guy is actually three or four thousand years old, but he has a portrait in the attic, and it's of a busted member clearly who is aged. Like, oh, I hate him. And then the creepy guy on the keyboard, and then the other one who loves Oasis, even though I don't think he was old enough to have even heard of them. I hate them. I hate them. And also, it's Little Mix's fault. Is they are now stuck in a hell they have created for themselves. Uh, I think there are... I mean, I guess we have to be happy that one election went right this week. But at what cost? (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing about the mix. (laughs) The mix inspire high emotions. Yeah. They inspire devotion. They inspire statements like, yes, fine. The American election was a great thing, but at what cost? (laughs) There was only so much positivity in the universe. They couldn't give us this. They couldn't give us this win for Nostalgia. I mean, maybe that's why why Jessie's, like, huffed off. She's absolutely furious. She she wasn't there to see it happen. (sighs) Why didn't they have her on little, like, diva egg cam that they did when, when Jade was... Well, the, the only thing that I could think of is that Jade didn't have COVID. No. She was only, uh, she was uh, exposed to it. So she was in her weird uh, iPad egg. Yeah. And so she, because she was perfectly healthy, if Jessie has actually got it, she won't be able to, yeah. to do, to perform her duties. However, they did just say she's not well. It, you know, it's, there's, there's an international pandemic going on. You've got a ready-made excuse. If you just want to say she's got COVID, like, no one's going to be bothered. They'll be like, oh, God, she's got COVID. I've never wished the cov on someone more. Please let Jessie have the cov and not be leaving the band. Oh. (laughs) Roll that one back, I think. Really? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just wished COVID on her. Well, of the two bad things, a light dose of cov, I hope she just got... This, this, we can't use this. (laughs) (laughs) You would you would rather she had a light dose of the carve than have left the band. Yeah. And let's just leave it at that. You're not wishing... <laughs> I don't want her to have the carve. I don't and want her to have anything. I just want her to be on the Little Mix to Search I'm also, and fine. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also not... I, I know how awful COVID is. I'm not... I'm, I don't... I'm going to get cancelled. First, first I came for Kylie, then I wished COVID on Jesse. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird day for you, considering how happy you are. You take those things out of context. Yeah, so please, Jesse, just get in touch. Let us know you haven't left the band. And please let Little Mix Twitter know because they are living. <laughs> they are freaking out, Jesse. What, what was that comment that you screamed at that was so funny? <laughs> oh, someone just said, uh, I won't name him because I don't want to give him the airtime, but there was someone that was, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of capital letters. I'll say that for Little Mix Twitter. Is it Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah. And then someone who did not use capital letters, which I felt made it creepier, like slightly scarier. But there's a lot of people just... So we've got the word insane in capitals, then someone else, the talent we stan in capitals, Fair then enough. eight in capitals, then beautiful in capitals, then vocalists in capitals, <laughs> and then someone just writes, not in caps, perform notice or else. <laughs> or else? <laughs> perform notice or else. And then we went in on that guy's Twitter and he's just like... <laughs> it's just trolling people that might have some connection to Little Mix. Cheryl Hole tweeted about the Little Mix album and he replied, sis, tell them to perform notice on tour. <laughs> Tell him, Cheryl. <laughs> or else. <laughs> so threatening. <laughs> I think 
I, I see myself in that tweet though. <laughs> you feel very seen. <laughs> it's like when we went to see Colin Holt as Adam Man in, in Edinburgh like most days and then he, <laughs> he tweeted that he had a four star review and I replied should have been five. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking weirdo. Like a fucking nutcase. And then when I met him he looked frightened. Oh. <laughs> That's alright. I stand by it should have been five. Should have been five. It's a five star show. <laughs> I think you actually said that to him. Yeah. You're like, I'm the creepy person that gave that said it should have been five. I was thinking, he said, oh. oh <laughs> you were like, and I stand by it because it's a five-star show. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> but we've, um, we've actually mentioned Jerry Horner in the context of hopefully not Jesse leaving Little Mix. Uh, Jerry's been busy. Yeah. Jerry has made an odd decision to release a YouTube series <laughs> in which she appears as Elizabeth I. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Uh, <laughs> it's very mad. So I'm, I'm on board. I believe it's Rainbow Woman is the series. I think it's aimed at children and I think it's... She a- is a children's writer now, isn't she? She's got children's books. Yeah. I think it's 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 about I think it's about celebrating women who Oh, she's she's not doing famous historical women, is she? Because you know what she's building up to. Thatcher. <laughs> she will, won't she? She's obviously building up to it. She's gotta find some reason to cram her in. Jerry Horner and Thatcher drag is oh. <laughs> If you watch her in it, it you know what? It's a great illusion. It's flawless. She looks just like Elizabeth the First. I'm very unsure as to why she why she wanted to do that, but that's what she's doing. That's what she's doing, I guess. <laughs> so take yourself over to Jerry Horner's YouTube and have a look at her dicking about in a big frock in a carriage. I mean, we've all struggled to find... I mean, certainly celebrities have obviously been struggling. I remember the Imagine video. uh, To find something to do during this lockdown where they don't have any press team and all they've got is their phones and they're alone. Oh, it's quite high, the production value. She didn't do it on her phone. Someone's made this? Yeah. It's got a bigger budget than Series 3 of of Harlots. (laughs) Sure. Because she's got that Tory money that she's pumping into it. Sure thing. Um, So... Have you got an excellent or fine for us? I do, yes. So, do you want to announce it? I do. Now we're going to do excellent or fine. Excellent or fine. Is it fine or is it excellent or is it really just fine? Now, I think I fucked the format with this because I think I'm about to present you with two things that are excellent. <laughs> mashed up. <laughs> and you have to decide if that if it in any way impacts on its excellence or if it squares it. I didn't do maths. That makes it fine. Yeah. Okay. Miley Cyrus and Stevie Nicks have collaborated on Edge of Midnight. Edge of 17 meets... Midnight Sky. I was like, okay, look, we've sampled Edge of 17 before and it's gone well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have... is, Is it a new vocal from Stevie was a big question I had. Is it a new vocal from Miley? Having listened to it, I think it is. And they have said that they enjoyed working together. So I'm assuming at some point they were in the same place. I think that Stevie's 
They've used, I think, I think they've used the album Edge of Seventeen, and then Stevie's done a couple of of ad libs and sat and sung a bit of Midnight Sky. Look, whatever. I'm going to play it to you, and you can tell me if you think it's excellent or fine. Okay, great. Well, here we go. Let's play it. Thoughts? Did you honestly tell me earlier that you weren't sure if it classified as a mashup or not? <laughs> well, but I think they've re-recorded it. Still, a ma- it's like literally two songs smashed together. <laughs> I've just got a bit of glee PTSD, to be honest. Yeah, that's true, actually. That might be something to do with it. After Ke- Let's Have a Kiki, I can't really... Like the dolls! I love that. That's great. It's yeah. really good fun. It gets better, actually, as it gets on, on towards the end. They have definitely re-recorded some bugs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, Miley's in, chiming in on the Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. And stuff. I, oh, I thought it was quite interesting noticing like, some similarities between Miley and Stevie's vocal style. Yes. Yeah, Miley Especially is, in the lower range. Yeah. Miley's clearly repositioning herself, isn't she, in a kind of rock way she's just recently covered heart of glass as well which is really good oh uh, okay yeah um yeah she really is the bowie of our time isn't she <laughs> i think my date with miley is like musical magpie miley cyrus at what point do we forgive her for twerking yeah her general attitude towards Nicki minaj like mm. Do we just do we do we do we go look we can rehabilitate her because midnight sky is really great and she's apologized so in the answer to the question, what's good, Miley? Mm. Midnight Sky. Mm. Yeah. Miley, what's good? This, this this record's quite good. Have you revised some of your less good opinions? There wasn't even really opinions, was it? Like, she never really seemed to have an opinion on it. She just did it. Yeah. She, <laughs> she ripped off Nikki's album cover. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Excellent. Quite, I'm entirely in agreement with you. I'm not sure if I've forgiven her yet, but she's on the way. Yeah. She's on the way. Speaking of not being forgiven. Who? There was an excellent analogy used this week. There's a uh, fantastic podcast called Pod Save America, which obviously I've been glued to, um, but it's run by some of the Obama, um, ex-Obama administration guys. And one of them is John Lovett, who used to write speeches for him, who is the partner of Ronan Farrow. Ah. He broke the Harvey Weinstein scandal and, mm. and uh, yeah, uh, is Mia Farrow and Woody Allen's. Child? Yes. Not adopted? Uh, don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so John Lovett, was, they were talking about, on his podcast, Love It or Leave It, uh, they, were, they were talking about the SJP and Kim Cattrall thing. Ugh, and me. his analogy was, he feels like it's what he's described as Cattrall Mirage, which was uh, based on the Red Mirage from the election. <laughs> And he was basically comparing how he feels about that to the election, that uh, essentially... Initially, it very much looked like SJP was the problem. And as the votes came in, and the more information that he's been able to intake about the entire thing, the less convinced he is. And slowly, the more it becomes a Cattrall mirage. (laughs) And actually, he feels like it might be Kim Cattrall who's the real problem in this relationship. Oh, really? Yeah. She's doubled down on it again, hasn't she? Yeah. We talked about this last week, but I mean, (laughs) come on. But I thought that was an excellent analogy. Excellent. I wanted to share with you. Yeah, I'm thrilled with that. Well done. Thank you. So let's go now to our Divas of the Week nominations. Look, there's a hill that I've chosen to die on. (laughs) 
and it's not in the context of the historic week we've had. This is not Capitol Hill. It's not. This is not. It's not going to make me look like a good person when I say that I'm going to nominate Madonna oh. <laughs> over Kamala Harris or Stacey Abrams, which you've you've got. <laughs> I, I am duty bound by my affliction to uh, nominate Madonna. You made a promise to the people. Yeah, and I stand by it. Madonna released a video and a remix of Burning Up uh, to congratulate Joe Biden. Watching the video and knowing the song (laughs) that has absolutely no relation, I think we can safely say that she'd just done that and that was going to happen anyway. But she has affixed it to Joe Biden and she looks flawless in it and it's it's an amazing version of Burning Up. I guess we could loosely say it's a metaphor for setting fire to Trumpism, I think. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what she was going for. Yeah, there's no reference to it in the video. Um, She's, oh, it's up, you know what? It has got blue lighting. That's what she was going for. In the remix? Yeah, it's got, it's got like a blue, there's a blue light. Um, Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, so you, you didn't want to go for Gaga, who actually made a speech on behalf of Biden or is clearly going to play it. What what I can only envisage being the last waltz, as in the band's final concert with like Neil Diamond and, <laughs> and Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. It's going to be like that for his inauguration party. It's going to be the greatest gig of all time. Like Bruce Springsteen and Lady Gaga. Yeah. Go oh side by side. Ugh. Maybe Madge will do a shot so. Look, I'm not proud of myself. I'm for not this. sure they'll ask her if I'm quite honest. <laughs> I think she's seen a bit like the Kanye of white ladies. <laughs> Don't say that. Not by me. <laughs> the Kanye of white ladies. <laughs> Look, we are where we are. Obviously, I wanted to say Kamala Harris was my diva of the week. Obviously, I want to say Stacey Abrams is, and obviously, you get to be the better person. This is the way. This is the way things are. It is what it is. You know what? politicians not sticking to the promises that they've made the people that have elected them is what got us into this mess to begin with. Exactly. And now we're cleaning it up. So actually, you're right to do this. You are right to do this. Thank you. So my divas of the week (laughs) are joint divas. Kamala Harris, now Vice President of the United States. First woman, first Indian woman, first black woman. And Stacey Abrams. Georgia Democrat, uh, campaigner, tireless human rights activist, someone whose work in the state of Georgia has turned it blue for the first time and is responsible for hundreds of thousands of votes. I love the way you maintained aggressive eye contact with me while you did that. Yes, obviously they're Divas of the Week, but I haven't got a choice. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, two incredible women and Stacey Abrams in you know, did as, as much as anybody, if not more, to deliver deliver the results. So Absolutely. I we can't owe Neek. We owe them both a lot. History owes them both a lot. Women owe them both a lot. Absolutely. Let's have a quick blast of Kamala, shall we? She yes. came in. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women. White, Latina, Native American women who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. 
women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of our democracy. All the women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century, 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women in our country who cast their ballots and continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. Tonight, I reflect on their struggle, their determination, and the strength of their vision to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And I stand on their shoulders. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. Oh, oh my God. God. Everything. It's worth saying as well, I've nominated a Diva of the Week. Not a perfect record. Mm-mm. Not a perfect woman. Who is? Tell me who is. Do you know what we should be concentrating on? Is what she's going to do in the future and how they've come together to be basically a coalition against evil 100 percent. you know what the daily mail covered though her makeup regime so keeping it strictly on brand there you big cunts <laughs> also but also she looks fucking she fabulous. does look flawless i'll give them that there we go that's my one concession to the daily mail <laughs> i wouldn't say it's news we're a podcast about divas yeah so it's fine for us to say how great <laughs> she looked whilst also recognizing the the powerful things that she thinks and does yeah the Daily Mail thought that was the most important thing. The Daily Mail, a newspaper, a widely circulated newspaper. <laughs> uh, the cover of The Sun on, on, on Sunday was something completely random as well. It just completely, it just didn't mention what had happened. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> something like... It was nothing to do with the election. It's cold today or something, I don't know. <laughs> Turned out nice again. Yeah, something completely irrelevant. <laughs> like The Sun, increasingly. Yay! Um, so yes, unlike the actual sun, which is becoming increasingly very relevant. Yes, because we're going to die from it. <laughs> well, we might not now because America's not going to leave the Paris Agreement. So that's a win for humanity. Already a tick in the right box. One of several, and also look, he, <laughs> we can all celebrate that he's not the other guy, and still acknowledge that he's not your perfect guy. Shall we do that? Should we do that with Keir Starmer, guys? <laughs> I know that you. I know that we're all a bit sad that socialism didn't work. But he's also not a Tory. Yeah. Which some people seem to think would be better than not having a socialist. Yeah, exactly. To use uh, Joe Biden's uh, terminology, a demagogue was that what he called? He called uh, Johnson. We know that he's not very happy with him. He, he was talking about Brexit, and he an article in the Times, a charlatan, said, I think, a oh, charlatan, a charlatan and a demagogue. 
there was an article in the Times about that that said uh, that they're going to have a very difficult. Uh, bumpy road ahead to the Johnson administration with Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, one source inside the uh, the Biden Harris team said, "If you th- if you think Joe hates him, you should hear how Kamala talks about him." Obsessed, hates him. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and so yeah, so obviously we've got to give credit to both um, Stacy. Let's give a blast of Stacy as well. Sometimes you just get tired of trying. You get tired of reading about processes and politics and the things that stop you from getting where you want to be. Sometimes fatigue means that we accept position instead of power. We let someone give us a title as a consolation prize rather than realizing we know what we want and we're going to get it even if we're tired. That's why God created naps. <laughs> But we also learn in those moments that fatigue. Is an opportunity to evaluate how much we want it, because if you are beaten down, if you have worked as hard as you can, if you have done everything you said you should, and it still doesn't work out, fatigue can sap you of your energy. But that's why you go back to the why of it, because I know we have to have women who speak for the voiceless. I know we have to have people of good conscience who stand up against oppression. I know we have to have people who understand that social justice belongs to us all, and that wakes me up every morning, and that makes me fight even harder, because I am moving forward, knowing what is in my path. I know the obstacles they have for me. I know what they're going to do, and I'm fairly certain they're energizing and creating new obstacles now. I know what I want, and that is justice. I know why I want it because poverty is immoral and it is a stain on our nation. And I know how I'm going to get it by moving forward every single day. Thank you so much. And just in terms of Kamala's speech, like just absolutely amazing. Um, the audacity. The audacity the to aud- choose a woman. Audacity. Obsessed. It's great. If things go right. She will be the next president after Biden. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Can you imagine if they put Ivanka up against her? <laughs> She will eviscerate her in those debates. Uh, it will be it will be blood blood sports. They wouldn't put Ivanka. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They put Jared up before they put Ivanka up. Yeah, they probably would, wouldn't they? They know their base. Well, that's that dealt with. It's been a bit of a weird rambling one this week. Yeah, our We've equipment's had, fucking up. So. Our equipment's gone wrong. We've had a very long, boozy weekend. Yeah. Due to birthdays and international celebrations. Yeah. Next But week, though. Next we'll be week. Back. <laughs> next week's guest, though. I don't know if you've got a crystal ball or you were listening at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> when I accidentally said it before. So a crystal ball or a working short-term memory. <laughs> We will be discussing Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters. Oh my god, really? Yes. I have no idea. I know. Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters. This is not easy to say on a two-day hangover. That Jake Shears from Scissor Sisters. And with us to discuss Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters is longtime fan, new friend, new deep pal, the glorious Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Will Jackson. That's right. Yes. Long time listener, first time caller. It's Will Jackson. Theatre maker, comedian, all round. Icon. 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 
I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> she is for real. She's so for real. Um, so yeah, tune in on a Montag for that. In the meantime, someone just keep an eye on Little Mix Twitter. <laughs> Let, let's get eyes on Jesse, yeah? Let's get eyes on Jesse. Anyone with updates, feel free to send them in on any of our available platforms. Tweets. At Diva Energy. Instagrams. At Big Diva Energy. Facebook. At Big Diva Energy Pod. Gmail. BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com. Live updates on Jesse, please. Look, we'd also love it if you could tell a pal. Tell a pal. Tell a pal. Get him to subscribe. Get him to give us a review, hey? That'd be lovely, see? <laughs> tell a pal. Be a pal and tell a pal. The telepal sounds like a sort of 80s toy phone that teenagers, <laughs> young, like tweens. I know. Nick's had. got a copy of that. Telepal. That date phone thing. Dream phone. That's it. Bye! Bye. <laughs> and all those who supported us, I'm proud of the campaign we built and ran. I'm proud of the coalition we put together, the broadest and most diverse coalition in history. Democrats, Republicans, independents, progressives, moderates, conservatives, Young, old, urban, suburban, rural, gay, straight, transgender, white, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it, especially those moments, and especially those moments where this campaign was at its lowest ebb. The African American community stood up again for me. I said at the outset, I wanted to represent this campaign to represent and look like America. We've done that. Now that's what I want the administration to look like and act like. For all those of you who voted for President Trump, I understand the disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple times myself, but now let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric Lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies, they are Americans. They are Americans. The Bible tells us to everything there is a season, a time to build, a time to reap, and a time to sow, and a time to heal. This is the time to heal in America.